Hello, I am Joel McLeod. I'm Ron Montana. And welcome to the 905er. The thing about getting older in life is you tend to lose touch with what's cool. Now, I know what you're saying, Joel, Joel, I'm cool, I'm with it, I I know it's hip. Well, one of the core tenets of this podcast is to tell you the cold hard truth, and that truth is we are no longer as cool as we once were. However, that doesn't mean we aren't here to help you out either. Hamilton over the years has cultivated a unique music, art, and culture scene. It's something that we've been wanting to dive a bit more into on this podcast and to talk about what it is that makes a city a city. Now, to get us an insight into that scene, someone we've invited on someone who has been plugged into the scene for the last 10 years, a woman named Kristen Archer. Kristen is the creator of a blog, I Heart Hamilton, which can be found at www.ihearthamilton.ca, where she has documented experiences around Hamilton since 2011. Growing a local social media presence along the way, Kristen is also the host of the weekly show I Heart Hamilton on Community Radio 93.3 CFMU, where she further showcases Hamilton with an emphasis on the local arts and culture scenes. She is a major supporter of the local music scene through promoting local music, booking shows, and DJing. We reached out and invited her on today for a change of pace on the 905er as we talk about Hamilton's art scene and the role it plays in making the city a unique fixture and not just the region, but the province as a whole. Now, once again, before we start our interview, we'd like to remind you to help support the podcast by becoming a Patreon member or by buying us a coffee. Your contribution goes a long way to keep us running and to help us continue to tell the stories that are most important to the 905 region. Links to both of our accounts are in the show notes. Please visit them today. And now, on with the show. Okay, well, I would like to welcome to the podcast for her first time, hopefully the first of many, uh, Kristen Archer, who is the host of I Heart Hamilton, a blog and radio and I suppose also podcast. Is that that true as well? Yeah, CFMU, yeah, has the podcast Uh, format as well, yeah. There you go. Uh, so she's, she's more versed in this, uh, format than we are. Uh, so we're hoping she'll, her expertise will rub off on us for the, uh, foreseeable future. Uh, but Kristen, welcome to the 905er. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. I love what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we, we were hoping to go a bit more of the later route, um, for this episode, uh, as a, as a, away from our, our, our normal complaint and rant, uh, episodes and hopefully take a look a bit of the lighter side of, uh, lighter side of Hamilton and kind of what makes Hamilton, Hamilton, what makes it unique and, and why, why it's such a, a unique fixture in, uh, not only in the 905, but the, the province, uh, as a whole, uh, and, and your, 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 your background in, in this field is well, 10 years strong. You said, yes. Yeah. 10 years in May this year. Well, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. an impressive, that's an impressive note. I mean, I hope we're going 10 years strong. <laughs> how, do, how do you keep going 10 years into this covering, you know, arts and culture and, and, and that je ne sais quoi of what makes Hamilton, Hamilton? Yeah, I think Hamilton just uh, gave me so much to work with. I mean, I couldn't have known when I started. It really started kind of as a, as a personal project. It was me and a few other friends at the time uh, after graduating from Mac. And it was just that initial like, 
hanging out, exploring the city together. And after that initial year, uh, everyone kind of moved on to other things, but I saw that potential to really keep going. I wasn't done. My list was still growing, places that I wanted to visit in the city. Um, and at that point, people were reaching out and sharing places uh, with I Heard Hamilton. So I just right away, there was such a great response from people. And also my curiosity uh, for sure kept going. There was always so much to do in the city, as I quickly learned, so many events happening all the time. Um, so yeah, even t 10 years later, there's still so much to keep up with. What have you discovered about, about Hamilton so far? Like what, what's, what's like, what, what is it that keeps drawing you back to, you know, w going around the next corner and, and seeing what's down the next block? Uh, you know, what, what have you discovered so far? Yeah, I think just uh, such a unique city. Like I grew up here and I, I definitely, my parents took me all, all around to different areas of the city growing up, but I really had an appreciation for, you know, the layout of the city. It's it's a big city, but everywhere has those those pockets, those neighborhoods are all very distinct. Um, and it is a big city, but it has a small town community feel to it. So that was apparent right away, this kind of tight knit community that Hamilton has. Um, everyone's so supportive of each other. If there's a, a new local business pops up, everyone's really quick to rally around and support. So it was such a great way to, to connect. It was such a strong community that stood out to me right away. Yeah. I was just going to ask, you know, over, over those 10 years that you've been uh, publishing uh, or producing I Heart Hamilton, I mean, have you seen a, a big change in the city during that time? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely probably a gradual thing. It's hard to kind of pinpoint. But I remember when I started like the first even I always think of Art Crawl as a sort of a big example of that in James Street North. You know, when I started uh, 2011 was attended my first Art Crawl. Uh, the first Super Crawl had been in, in 2009. So 2011 was my first Super Crawl. Even looking at an event like that, what it was that year, um, it was still so small. I mean, the the smallest, so I guess the first Super Crawl I attended is comparable to like an art crawl now. Like it just grew so much like exponentially. Um, and uh, I think of that street, you know, I didn't know too much about James street North at the time, but people telling me like back in the, back in the day, it was like a place that you didn't want to go to. Uh, it was seen as like a sketchier area, seeing all of these um, art galleries and restaurants pop up who really held it down, who really brought um, people like, you know, Mulberry and, and white elephant and, um, it was closed. Blackbird were the, these key businesses and galleries, of course. Um, and then I think about them, you know, what they did for that area. And then over time now it's, it's changed. And now there's kind of a lot of restaurants, a lot of galleries are gone now. So when you think about art crawl, it's not so much going in and out of these galleries anymore. So the street has changed so much. So I think about how uh, the neighborhoods have changed. Definitely. Like I don't have, I miss that kind of early, art crawl field 10 years ago, a summer art crawl. It's kind of a different, different vibe now. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, um, positive change is still change and can bring challenges with it. I guess uh, it, I, as it yeah. happens, I, I'm literally one of Hamilton's newest residents in that I have moved to Hamilton in the last week. Uh, so see, you know, might as well ask, you know, for someone who's just arrived in the city and, and uh, doesn't know much about it, uh, and I'm not saying I'm the person who doesn't know much about it, I'm learning fast, but what would you say are the uh, are things that, that anybody should kind of immediately check out as Hamilton's strengths? Yeah, I always think think back to the, those different areas, as I mentioned before, the different BIA areas. Each neighborhood is really so distinct. So I would definitely say, you know, spend a day uh, 
take one BIA at a time. Look, go to Lock Street and, and check out the, the energy there and the shops, see what it has to offer. Ottawa Street is its own little neighborhood. Um, um, the International Village. I kind of I, I, that's how I initially we tackled it in the beginning is is making a list and going to these different areas in the city. Um, I also like to always say the outdoor spaces. People may not necessarily think of Hamilton as having as much green space as it does, but right outside of the the downtown core, not too far away, uh, you can get to so much beautiful space. I love the waterfront. The North End's always been one of my top favorite spots in the city. People don't realize maybe that it we're a port city. So many boats and uh, and great nature spots and and trails just all over. I was at the RBG actually just last night, and you know so many spaces that we maybe. Uh, take for granted that are right in our own backyards. Your comment on on outdoor trails and it, one thing that I thought always found interesting about Hamilton was that it's a uh, people don't notice, but it, it's one of the waterfall capitals of the world, the world yeah. or or, or yeah. the pro of the, is the world is the world or, or Canada? I, I I get them confused. I think it's the world. <laughs> yeah, when they they include the, the, the even the tiniest waterfall in that, but uh, it's definitely. There's a lot. Yeah. If, if it's if it falls, it falls. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. People, yeah, think about that necessarily if, if you're only kind of seeing Hamilton as as the steel city. And I guess I mean that's really I mean the the, the thing that, that that struck me literally since since in the last week that's not struck me before as someone who's been based in Burlington for a long time is that when you are a visitor to Hamilton and you're coming here to do you know. The kind of thing I would often come here, you know, passports and kind of things you do once in a blue moon quite often. You would always be on those main thoroughfares, um, the, the the huge one way system, and and that really creates a, a, a very misleading impression of of what the city is actually like. The minute you get out of your car and away from those two streets, yeah. that it's perception of non-Hamiltonians of Hamilton is, is, is very colored by, by, by that, literally that one-way system. Is, is that something you find as well? Yeah, I think, yeah, especially, yeah, thinking of something like Main Street, it's like essentially like a highway that was just built that way to, to bring people as fast as possible. If, if you weren't stopping to, to look around and that area in particular wouldn't be designed for exploring on foot very easily. So uh, yeah, for sure. I think over the years, uh, maybe Hamilton got more on the map for for its arts and culture for sure that would be one of the changes going back to that question that that i noticed is that um because of um the the people like on james north businesses that um set up shop there they became the ones to really um get the area going and and became uh, that what then tourism hamilton then you know ended up promoting hamilton as this arts and culture city but it's really those those humble beginnings of um artists in hamilton there's something that has kind of crawled into my mind uh, in the last uh, year or so in, in regards to Hamilton. One thing we, I mean, we talk on this podcast a lot about is development and kind of gentrification. The, the fact that uh, housing prices in Toronto, um, and I'm sure people in Ham right now, Hamiltonians are throwing their iPhones out the window as I'm trying to compare Hamilton to Toronto. Bear with me, folks. There's a there's a, a logic to my to my madness here. Um, there's we've seen more and more people from Toronto moving out to Hamilton over the last, well, 10 years or so. Uh, housing prices were traditionally cheaper uh, out this far. And so people would buy housing and, and, and whatnot and move out to Hamilton. Um, 
However, over time, that you know that's caused housing prices to rise in Hamilton. And the, the reason, I'm not asking for your opinion on, on real estate, but it's more just the cultural flavor of of Hamilton. I remember, like back in the day, that you know you have all these new young chefs who couldn't get a, a place to set up shop in in, Ham, in Toronto. Rent was too high, but they could find a, a small place in Hamilton to to set up for their menu. And I'm wondering if, you know, have you seen the, the, as, as we've, or we all talk about the, how the cost of living, cost of rent keeps going up and up and up. Have you seen that impact just the, kind of the cultural flavor of, of Hamilton, that kind of that scrappy entrepreneur, go get them attitude? You know, is that still there in, in the, the cultural, the, the food scene, the art scene, the music scene in, in Hamilton these days? Yeah, I, th- I think it is like for, for artists and, and entrepreneurs, uh, we do have such an innovative community who are, are scrappy and and uh, want to, you know, experiment, start start new things. And the spirit of collaboration uh, is very much a big part of the community. I think, yeah, people definitely would have noticed the change, especially like artists who have been working and creating here all along when, when new places move in uh, out of town, people start setting up shop. There is that um, that obvious kind of conflict um, with gentrification starts to happen. But I think that spirit of creating is still very much here. I think um, Hamilton, you know, started then again marketing itself as a, the city of music. And I would say it's definitely a music community more than anything else. I think we have more, I think there's a statistic about more musicians here per capita than, than other areas. Um, and I'm learning about more and more all the time. So definitely creative, the, the creative spirit and that entrepreneurial spirit is definitely still going strong. Is is Hamilton kind of like the new Seattle or the new Halifax of Canada? And I, I, sh- I guess I'm going to have to preface that to explain to some of our listeners what I mean by that. Um, if you remember back in the 90s, Seattle was the big music scene. Grunge, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden all came out of there. In Halifax, you had Sloan um, uh, come out of, out of that scene. Is Hamilton kind of like the new, the modern it city for, for music? Yeah, that's interesting. I think Hamilton, yeah, maybe is probably like people are probably resistant to hearing like Hamilton is the new whatever. I remember at the time there, it was Hamilton is the new Brooklyn and people like, hey, wait a second, like we're we're our own thing over here. So I think we're very much, uh, you know, steadfast in being (laughs) Hamilton. But um, yeah, I I think it is a great city for a music scene because it, like I said, has that tight knit community in Toronto, there'd be, I would say, and I've heard this from musicians as well, more competition. Uh, whereas in Hamilton, everyone genuinely is so supportive of each other. Um, musicians are, and it's, it's a really great uh, place to collaborate. And I think that just lends itself to more people coming here and feeling comfortable uh, working here. Yeah. Well, it's, it says something that, you know, like the, a band like the Arkells that have become international superstar rock stars uh still call hamilton home yeah and they're not even technically from here which is they they formed here but we we can claim well, them I mean, <laughs> well they, they, yeah. they played the dive bars i guess in, in hamilton yeah. which is where you know where you cut you cut your chops if you want to uh if you want to make it big, I guess. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think Hasbro probably was one of their first shows and McMaster is where they, they met and formed. So playing Battle of the Bands back in the day. Yeah, and it, and the fact that they come back here and uh, played the rally, which got postponed due to COVID, but it'll be back next uh, June for another another round of the rally. And yeah, that and that first rally was such an epic hometown event. Uh, it was like a big 
one of the biggest events of the year. So yeah, that hometown spirit is definitely people, like I said, want to support uh, the local local artists. And, and, and I mean, I, I guess this is not really a Hamilton question, it's more uh, a global question with, with an obvious answer. But I mean, how, how do you think um, COVID has impacted that scene? Do, do you think it's it's ready to come back as soon as things start opening up. Yeah, I think, yeah, we've, the music scene definitely, I would say goes in, in waves over the years. We've lost a lot of um, live music venues in, in recent years, um, losing the St. Hollywood last year that not due to COVID, but that, that was up for sale for before that. But that is, is you know, it's such a, a staple of the music scene, uh, such a pillar. So now, you know, we're down to the Casbah as, as uh, that pillar and uh, a few other spaces, of course, pop up. But I think we're going to need to reinvest in live music in particular. I think that's, I've always cared about live music so much. And, and even before COVID, it can be difficult to get people out to shows. I've been to so many great shows and they're like half empty rooms. Like, how do you, I don't know if there's enough um, people who are regularly in, investing in live music. So I, I think we do need to build up that that scene again. Um, music in general, there are so many fantastic studios in Hamilton. It's definitely a destination even from outside of the city to re- record in Hamilton. So there's a, a great um, infrastructure there of kind of industry folks. And yeah, live music, though, I think we're going to need to build that that side up. How, how, how do you think we can do that? Like, what, like is it a matter of the, the city has to do more more concerts or more festivals or is it just a matter of you know hamiltonians just getting off their couches and going out to a, a club to see you know whatever band's playing at the mic that night yeah i think that's a big part of it that's something i always think about how do we get people to you know take a chance on a on a band they've never heard of just supporting supporting the local scene more um yeah, and, and maybe providing more resources for musicians. Uh, that's what the, I think the City of Music is attempting to do is, is you know, creating more of an infrastructure uh, for, to attract uh, musicians in Hamilton. Yeah, I always care about, yeah, how do we get people out to shows? And um, people, there's definitely a, a huge community that likes going to maybe events and restaurants and, and things like that, but maybe not supporting maybe the, the smaller names. Um, how do you get people to, to take a chance on that? And, and I mean, I guess this was a little bit tough and that Hamilton's almost too close to Toronto for, for its own good and that some of the bigger bands will always go to Toronto rather than stop off in Hamilton, whereas if Hamilton was another 50 miles down the road, <laughs> you might be a stop on. And I guess, I mean, that there's something I'm just thinking again of, of kind of my, my before I sort of uh, came here myself, of almost, you know, of making Hamilton a, a, a center for the kind of hinterland surrounding it. Um, that, that, uh, traditionally, um, you know, some of the surrounding cities such as Burlington and Oakville, most like they tend to look to, in a kind of Toronto direction. Uh, um, and maybe that's snobbery. Maybe that's, I don't know. I mean, it's just, maybe that's just whatever. Do you think that's that's changing now? Um, in as I mean, I, my my feeling is is that Hamilton's like right on the cusp of a. I mean, it's already happening, but it's on the cusp of really changing to kind of explosively changing almost. And it seems like you know all kinds of factors are coming together at the moment in that regard. Is that a feeling you get as well, or am I just making that up? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think so. I, I think back to even ten years ago when I started. I think that was 
uh, unbeknownst to me, I just, you know, started this thing, but I was really entering into a, a time in Hamilton where the Hamilton's um, arts and culture scene was a really burgeoning scene and things really um, have changed so much since then. But that, that was a real turning point, I think. And also in the, the online landscape, even when you think of, I came up with so many other bloggers who I met at the time, we all started at the same time. Someone like Joey Coleman was already fantastic doing his citizen journalism. There were just, a, there was a real kind of grassroots movement, I feel like at the time, um, where things were really start, starting to, it was just a great time to jump in and, and make these connections and get involved in the community. And it's only continued to grow, I think. Yeah, as we mentioned, Hamilton has become more on the map for its restaurant scene, for something like Art Crawl, for an event like Super Crawl. People know about it and come in from out of town for it. Um, it's only continued to grow in those past 10 years. So I think, yeah, you're right. It's only going to continue to go in that, in that direction. Uh, people are getting to know Hamilton and, and all that it has to offer. Is it a matter of it's a matter of Hamilton hiding its light under a rock a bit? Because uh, I'm, I'm thinking of like we we have you know we, we talked about the art scene and all all that it's produced, and it just dawned on me. I mean, it, Hamilton is turning into a rather uh, kind of a destination for filming. Um, yeah. The the one thing I I, I would uh, bring up is um, on on Netflix the show The Umbrella Academy is filmed in Hamilton, and if you watch it, like you can. So we go, hey, I know that place. I know that yeah. place. That's, you know, that's Gore Park. Or that, that's Diamond's Farm or, or, or wherever have you. And I would recommend uh, it, to our, listener, our listeners, if you get a chance, go check it out because you will, you'd sit there and you just kind of nitpick scenes in the background. Of, <laughs> hey, I, I recognize where that is. I don't know where that's filmed. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a matter of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I was questioning like, why does this stuff not get, we don't think of Hamilton as kind of like this, this arts mecca of, of Ontario or of Canada anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a good example right there. The film scene has really exploded uh, in the past few years and with a big uh, film studio is being built in the North end. Um, and yeah, you're right. We're seeing more and more Hamilton sites on TV and film. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. Hamilton, uh, it goes back to us being just that, that's scrappy, maybe uh, steel town work ethic. Maybe people just don't think about uh, us as having the art scene. I think it is more and more on the map. Um, with stuff like that, uh, being in more TV and film for sure. Yeah. Is it is it something like maybe Hamilton just kind of has to grow into a new identity other than just Steel Town or Steel City? Um, it, I don't know what, but I, I just yeah. like it. Hamilton always struck me as a city that has much more to offer than just steel. Yeah. Uh, to, I think we're beyond that people. now. I mean, when our crawl started, then the, the art, art is the new steel tagline popped up. I think people, and then taglines like you can do anything in Hamilton. So it definitely made a turn into, into that uh, at some point in the past 10 years since I've been blogging anyway. Um, yeah. I think it is more on the map though for, for all of those things. Um and yeah, we have such a, a great community here. That's something that always stands out to me. I think despite, as you guys talk about on the podcast, the frustrating nature of uh, who's in charge, uh, city council and the mayor, things like that, despite that aspect of the city slowing us down, you have such a, a great community that is so innovative and investive and supportive and um, these voices that are so important. So that that's what's driving things forward. Well, almost you almost have to ask yourself what would happen if you kind of took the you know took the the break off off of that community and kind of really doubled down and said what 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 if we unleash the talent that's there and how would that transform the city into who knows what 
Yeah, because yeah, all the t the raw talent yeah, I mean, is here for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I I wanted man, this is certainly something. I mean, we this very much wanted to focus on 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 really the positive sides of Hamilton today, and but but you know, coming back to that kind of political side, and a lot of the problems that seem to come from the council side of things. Uh, of that, uh, like you said, that kind of um, almost like a break on the the innovation and change and positive uh, developments that are happening comes to my mind from basically from amalgamation and and the the councillors who are suburban who don't really feel any great attachment to the city of Hamilton proper um, because they're out in the burbs somewhere and they're worried about. Um, the voters in those neighborhoods. I've just entirely put my own spin on it right there. Um, do, you, do you think that's a, that, that's a fair point though? I mean, I'm just thinking with the, you know, the huge LRT debate, it seemed to be, you know, central Hamilton was on board with it. The, the more suburban uh, wards were, were against. Is, is that kind of what you, what you feel is going on and that, 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 that really we need, we need to kind of get to the point where Hamilton core kind of doesn't let the tail wag the dog, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's such a spread out city. So amalgamation definitely yeah, added to, to that issue of, yeah, people uh, on the, the outskirts there may, may not be, you know, going, they may be only going downtown when there's like we mentioned a huge touring act coming to what I still call Cops Coliseum for Ontario Place. Uh, but maybe they're not coming down. It's always going to be Cops Coliseum. It is, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Ever win? It's all like trying to rename the Roger Roger Center uh, Sky Dome. It's always going to be Sky Dome. Yeah, it's always yeah. going to be Ivor Win. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So there definitely is that no, divide, even from like the the mount on the mountain to downtown. I know some people remember when Super Crawl just started, and people didn't even know what what that was or had never heard of an art crawl. Um, so yeah, th there definitely is a, a divide in, in the city uh, in terms of being invested in in the arts and uh, people coming down to explore. Uh, the smaller, smaller businesses. Well, I would, here's a, here's a fun hypothetical because, you know, we were trying to avoid the, the politics discussion and we still got wrapped in, up into it. <laughs> we're, uh, that's my fault. We're, we're, we just, we just can't help ourselves. So yeah, I'm going to try and steer us back away from it. Uh, you know, let's, let's play a fun hypothetical. Like what would you like to see happen in Hamilton? Like what do you, what would you think would be a really cool event or, thing in a you know a, a a a venue or something that you thought that you think would be really cool you know if somebody's listening right now and they got you know a couple hundred million dollars to spend on something <laughs> it's like i don't know what and they're like you know what chris you know i'm gonna listen to this chris and archer girl <laughs> she's she'll she can tell me convince me in the next five minutes i'll write her a check what, what would you want what do you think would be a cool thing to see in hamilton oh wow on the on the hot seat with this one i don't know i think um let's see i always i mean i am always thinking about live music venues how do we keep uh keep mm -hmm. those going in the city i i love um when the stadium much debate about the, the, the new stadium being built but i loved when arkells did the, the rally concert there i wish that could be a, a concert stadium that big touring acts could perform at uh year round so, what that would be such a great use of space and what a neat to see a huge uh, band in your backyard if you live in the the east end there that would be really cool i like the potential of the the north end the waterfront that's really building up i'm curious to see where that's going 
Um, that could be a full kind of arts entertainment complex down there. Um, I'd love to see more on the on the mountain concession. We had, there's a great space, uh, the Zoetic, but what if there was a great uh, destination venue up there? Well, wouldn't that be that be fun to, to do if you did like maybe like a citywide battle of the bands? Yeah, if you had you know if you had if you had because that's one thing that I always thought was interesting about uh, Hamilton was like how many bands like you had like the Arkells Monster Truck and, and a few others who who got their start in Hamilton. But how many others are are, are itching to to be seen? Uh, yeah, I mean that, that, that every other kind of major city has their own you know home, homegrown music fest. It'd be nice to see something that, that showcases more not not kind of, not kind of that Canadian that's typical Canadian. Like after you make a big, oh yeah, now we're proud of you. You know, we're, we're proud of you after after you become rich and famous. Why? Like, where's the uh, you know where's where's the love when they're still sweating it out? You know, trying to make it to a, the next gig. <laughs> in a broken down uh, down van. Yeah, and it's speaking of like the rest of Hamilton amalgamation, there's probably yeah. some band in, in a garage in, in Stony Creek somewhere that, you know, needs a stage to play. And I think of like the Dirty Nil, that's another huge export out of Hamilton, but there's, you know, Dundas, Ontario. They're the, Every time they go on stage, <laughs> they, they'll tell you they're from Dundas. So, uh, yeah, how do we how do we get those people? And at a young age, too, I think about needing more all-ages shows maybe as, as a component Maybe a daytime show, battle of the bands. Um, how do we engage um, the live music supporters early on? That, that's. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember if I'm if I'm confusing different things. But the the this Hamilton has a has a, and this is the the profound level of my ignorance in some ways. But there is a music festival in Hamilton, isn't there? Because I noticed it a few months ago. Or am I imagining things completely? Yeah, super, super crawl would be the the main event in Hamilton every oh, super year. Super crawl, yeah. okay. Yeah, so would, yeah, this yeah. year it was uh, they did a, a two day event at, at Bayfront Park, but that normally takes over James Street North annually. Yeah, and there are other um, there's other big events too, other, like the, um, the Festival of Friends and yeah, it's definitely that 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 music scene kind of thing is 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 something that excites me as 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 um, someone sort of coming. To, to a, a new place and being able to, you know, the other thing that Hamilton has going for it is it's 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 uh, quite walkable or bikeable um, in the in the core kind of area anyway, um, and um, you can kind of get from one side to the other in about 10, 15 minutes. Again, of the kind of core um, uh, neighbourhoods, yeah, that, that's really exciting. When when you know for the last however long, if I wanted to see a band, I was gonna, probably going to go to Toronto to do it. So it's um, which involves yeah. cars and trains and goodness knows what. So uh, it's I guess it's that side of things that that, that really uh, appeals to people and and perhaps to sort of you know a younger generation um, looking at Hamilton as as a place to move to uh, uh, if they weren't born here already um, of kind of having a lot of the advantages of say Toronto or something like that, but without the crazy prices or without, um, uh, uh, you know, it's not, not quite a, as overwhelming as Toronto can be, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just seems so much like a, a, a moment in history that, that could be a real turn. I mean, the turning point is happening, but it, it's, I just feel like there's, you know, they're kind of on the cusp of something right now that that's really 
very exciting and, and quite yeah. distinctive within, you know, this podcast covers the whole 905, but how, you know, we were very aware from the outset that Hamilton is kind of something different within the 905 because it was a pre-existing city with its own history and its own entity, whereas the other cities are kind of very new and are kind of just starting to take on characters of their own in, in some ways. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. So uh, what do you think? I mean, just, just in the last few sort of minutes that we've got available, um, looking forward to the next 10 years of I Heart Hamilton, I mean, what do you think you'll be reflecting on when, when you reach uh, your 20th year? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it'll, it'll be 11 in, in May. So this year has definitely uh, flown by for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I hope to see. Yeah, the, I always go back to the music scene because I'm so invested in that. And one thing that has continually impressed me just this past year alone, despite um, the pandemic, that there was so much music still out there. People still sharing stuff with me for the radio show all the time. Uh, people didn't stop creating despite not being able to play live. There's still so much out there, um, which was so exciting to see. Um, nothing slowed down on that front. So I think our music scene it will, will only continue to grow. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get some, some more venues in the future. <laughs> well, I, there's something that's popped in my head. Um, Kitsy, the, the you know, I, I, music was really important to me growing up uh, as as a kid in the 905. And so, you know, you, but when how I consume music, I'd always have to go to like a Sam the Record Man or Sunrise Records or an HMV. None of those places exist anymore because of streaming services and so um i, I kind of like there's something you, you keep coming back to the, to the live venue uh scene for for live music and i want to kind of maybe leave this on the last note uh for this episode was that the just really the importance of that live music scene for new sounds and new bands and new new acts to emerge because the, the idea in the past was oh you go down to the record shop you buy Buy the new record, the new single, whatever. Come home, listen to it. You like it, you hate it, you move on. That doesn't happen anymore. It's all an algorithm, right? It's all it's all Spotify or Apple Music or whatever's playing. You know, can you maybe just get, somebody who's plugged into the scene? Can you maybe just share us like the insight of for an upcoming band of the importance of that live music venue, taking a chance on on a on a young band uh, to give them a set for fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes or half an hour on some night and the importance it is for us as the consumers to go and, and kind of discover that new, new sound again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important. And uh, yeah, from the audience perspective, I always want people to think about the, the, how valuable it is that that shared experience of a live performance um, because we, we it is so easy to stream a song or watch something on Netflix, but really making that effort to, I mean, every time you, you debate, oh, should I go to this tonight? Every time I do go out there, it's always worth it. So I would say, you know, take a chance on, on that live event because um, the, the experience of it is really nothing like it. And then you are, you're directly supporting an artist, giving them um, your time, uh, buying a piece of merch, whatever it is to support, you're supporting the venue as well 
and um, it yeah it gives the the band a chance to to grow and test out their stuff and and get out there and make those connections and uh, yeah it's overwhelming enough to know when starting a band what to do because as you mentioned with streaming now you have to be on every social media platform ever all the time you you can't stop you got to make those algorithms you know there's so much that goes into it but then also the the, the live performance side is so important as well it's not just putting your music out there um recording but also uh, uh, um, uh, that, uh, that experience and that's probably why for so many that's why you do it right yeah even bands who are, are, are relatively um popular really don't make any money from spotify uh don't make huge amounts from from apple and and it's 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 kind of put the um emphasis back on it's put the emphasis back on live music in, in many ways as as the only way you're actually going to make money a, a, as a musician um to a significant degree these days unless you're you know i mean i know there are things like band camp and uh, and so on as well but it's they really need to do the live shows now if, if they're going to make a living. Is that, is that your understanding as well? Yeah, definitely. And that's another I should say, advantage to Hamilton too. We're in such a great spot that for a band to get out there and start touring and playing other shows that, you know, you travel in any direction, you're in another, uh, another city with another great music community. It's a great little network here in Southern Ontario. So that's important for all of our neighboring cities to have those, those venues to play. And it's, it's so vital to the, you know, the infrastructure of up and coming artists. And so, so, so right now, with with the closure of of, of that venue uh, a year or so ago, um, are you are you hoping just someone comes f- forward and um, takes a chance and throws some money at, at trying to start a venue, or, or or do you think it would be the kind of thing that maybe the the community almost needs to do, you know, like start up a, 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 a cooperative or, or or something, or you know, find a way of of creating a venue that doesn't doesn't necessarily depend on um, someone kind of coming forward and buying uh, a, an expensive um, place. Yeah, I think it will it will always be a mix of things, and, it's, and that's a great thing about Hamilton too. Is there's such a community of the kind of DIY aesthetic that a lot of people um, host house shows or throwing events in unique spaces. Someone like uh, Fort Elgin, Matt Thompson, a great example of that, taking a space, uh, doing a pop up event for a night or in his own home. Um, there's great um, or artist collectives too that have done that. A space like Haven, which has gone now in Barton, there were galleries that do pop up events. I think that the community really steps up and and fills those gaps and it's great to have a mix of the traditional venue space which we're always going to need and then there's also a great network and community of uh of house shows and and different unique ways of performing and during the pandemic backyard shows or whatever it is there's always going to be uh people uh creating stuff like that which is awesome i see we're heading we're coming up on our 40 minute uh uh marker so i'm going to put a put a pin in the conversation for maybe maybe pick this up next time but um chris and i like to thank you for coming out to the 905er it's been a joy to take a break from the politics talk and talk about something <laughs> that i love music art culture uh it's it's a it's been fun and i am hoping that once now that we're starting to be able to get out with passports and vaccine passports and and whatnot uh yeah to find a find the next hidden gem the next up-and-coming band in uh, in hamilton yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, lots to talk about always. So thanks for having me. 
Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you. You can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through Patreon as well as PayPal. Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time. show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com.